Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Nice. I love that sound. It's like one of my favorite sounds. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I yeah. I don't know. It's like so satisfying. Just to, like, I don't know. I'm not a sound person. Like I'm so sound sensory that I don't think I have like a favorite. I don't like sounds. I like silence. It's like weird. Like I could sit in my house like dead silent, dude. Do you have sounds that irritate you though or no? Yes. I was actually just about to get into that. I was like, there are certain sounds that I love like um, horses hooves on like um yeah like the clapping on like yeah like you know how they like recreate it and like like sound people like recreate it with like coconuts like that is like so pleasing to me opening a fresh can is really pleasing to me what really gets me and i know that this could be an argument for like previous eating disorder types of things because i know that there are some people that don't eat they don't like to eat because they don't like the sounds of chewing but for me I don't mind chewing. I don't even mind like obnoxious chewing with like your mouth open. Like, yeah, that's gross and you need some manners, but it doesn't get to me. What gets to me is when Eric eats bananas. Like, I don't know how he fucks it up, but it just sounds so goddamn juicy. I'm like, bananas are not a juicy fruit. How is it so fucking juicy in your mouth? And it's just like. (laughs) It's just Eric. It's just when Eric eats It's just Eric. Really? Just Eric, he, he, he just somehow manages to fuck it up and it sounds juicy. And I'm like, bananas are a dry fucking fruit. And it sounds like you're eating a goddamn fresh mango over there. Like slurping on it. What the Literally, fuck? it's un- it's insane. I, I don't know what it is, but I still fuck them just the same. So it's just not obviously not a deal breaker. God, we got to bring Eric on here and have him eat a banana so we can all experience it. <sighs> it's like there are only two things that get me. It's like when Eric eats a banana... And I cannot do wet hair. Oh, wet hair makes me gag. So I can wash my hair. Um, I can dry my hair. I cut Eric's hair, and obviously you get that wet to, to cut it. Um, but specifically, it's like wet hair, especially in like the sink, because I used to work at like a a like cafe where you would wash dishes, obviously, and you have like the dishwash bin, the rinse bin, and then the sanitized bin. But whenever you get in the wash bin, which is always like clouded with like food particles and shit like that. But whenever you got a wet hair, like I cannot handle it. I fucking cannot handle it. It makes me gag every time. And that's just that's just what it is. Yeah, that's what. Well, that's because it's like where hair is not supposed to be like around food. Right. Mm -hmm. So like I could see that because like in my mind, I'm like, oh, yeah, like I don't really like the feeling of wet hair. I don't like it on like my back. I don't like when my hair is wet. Like. I wash my hair at night and I air dry it. But like during the day, I could never wash my hair during the day because I can't. And I don't blow dry my hair. I use like minimal heat on my mm-hmm. hair. Um, But I could not deal with it being like wet yeah. all day. Like going in the pool. Oh, I hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is like weird because I used to do cosmetology and like, I don't know. Like Yeah, that is definitely yeah. weird. Um, <laughs> Have you ever had it where you like put your bra on and like Alex like pulls a hair from your bra and it like snakes out from like 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 it's like a loose hair it's no longer attached to your head but like let's say Mm -hmm. you were like putting a bra on and you have your hair like gets trapped in your bra you like bring the hair out and like a a straggler gets in between your skin and the bra has he ever pulled one out 
I'm trying to think. So I usually, I don't wear like bras often. Um, so I don't yeah. really have that problem, but I usually, I'm like thinking, I usually have them like in my butt crack and I can like, Ooh, that's a good one yeah. too. You know what that's I'm saying? Like, that is like that stray hair that they pull yeah. up. Yeah. So yeah. I like that feeling, the bra strap and even like the booty cheek one, like it's like disturbing, but it also feels very good. It's like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a little caress, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but yeah. How's your, how's your morning been? Um, it's been wild. Um, so we moved our podcast back an hour. Yes. Um, thank you for being so, amenable. Oh yeah, dude. So you can, um, get posing in, which is good. And, um, honestly, nothing really changed in that hour. I actually did read, um, a little bit of my book. I like murder mystery books. I don't know if I've ever said that on here, but, um, I'm, I just started this series and there's 12 books in it. Um, my goal is to get them all done by the end of the year. I was going to try and do like one a month, but I just mm -hmm. found out a series right now. So I'm behind. Um, so I'm going to have to like try and play catch up, but, um, yeah, so I got a little, I got like two chapters done in that this morning. Um, and I made, um, some coffee, but that's pretty much it. Slow Monday morning. You know, my clients are rolling in, they're checking in, mm -hmm. um, got some responses from last night. I had a few people message me at, um, you know, 10 or 11 last night. So I gotta get back to them here too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that was my Monday morning, but I know yours has been exciting with your, your posing sessions. So in yeah, the posing session went really, really well. Um, I'm actually going to send you the changes. So I was starting to get a bit too, not lazy, but just lax with my core rotation. So I was displaying too much like abdominal. And so we've kind of like dialed it back to where I keep my hips square with the wall more and rotate my upper body a little bit less violently, but I just sent you like the, the change. So like my core is still facing more of that three o'clock toes are still slightly pointed. And I have like better rotation in my upper to keep like the shoulder stacked over the glute. Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. I just sent it over so you can like see what the fuck I'm talking about. No, I like this a lot better. Yeah, it's it's more shapely. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I definitely think it gives you more of the hourglass or S shape for bikini. Um, mm -hmm. I like it. That's usually typically how I stand too. Um, I think it looks really good on your frame. I actually... This is crazy. Sorry, he's like coughing to the mic. Nice. I was like, what happened? What just happened? <laughs> What just I'm like clearing my throat to like say something so important that I'm like, yes, <laughs> I'm like over here choking on bananas. Okay. So, um, no, I definitely, this is so crazy. Cause this makes you look so much more balanced that your upper body doesn't look insane. Like as insane as we thought, mm. I mean, yes, you have an insane upper body. Like you have, you just have an insane physique, but with this slight posing change, like everything looks so much more balanced. It doesn't, it really does not even mm. look like, like we talked about how you're like, oh man, I really need to pull back. And and it's like, no, you could probably just hang where you're at. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Yeah. That's so it's a lot prettier. Posing. Yeah. Definitely more feminine too. Mm -hmm. Way yeah. more feminine. Yeah. Wow. And of course, like you get in your head a little bit because obviously since your core is facing over more, you're like, wow, I'm like not as lean as I want to be. But then again, it's like, well, you're growing for crying out loud. You're not going to be stage lean. You shouldn't be stage lean year round. So that's even where I have to like, grow as an athlete and grow mentally because like, yes, I've done like my growth phases for five years now, you know, it's like the same rinse and repeat, but even then you still struggle with sometimes this, the switching of gears mentally. And I think this is a good segue to our topic of kind of continuing on like reverse dieting. Cause it is difficult to 
switch your mindset from like wanting to see a lower number consistently because you're dieting for, you know, a cleanup phase or dieting for contest prep. And you have like either a goal weight in mind or whatever it is that your coach maybe does for you. But to be able to be like, Hey, I need to see the number now go up. It can be kind of like a mental, a mental fuckery. And that's why I think it's important to have that communication with your coach when you are reversing to being like, Hey, like, I'm struggling with body image. I'm struggling with being food focused, you know, maybe had another, had a whoops a daisy or something like that. Like that communication is so important because you are going to mess up most likely. Like it's very rare that someone has like a perfect golden unicorn reverse. So when you are reverse dieting in order to be successful, which is what we're going to be talking about today, I think tip number one is what do you do when you mess up? Like Ash said, you take a fucking deep breath, you communicate with your coach And then you take a step back and evaluate, like, why did this happen? Like, were you actually hungry? Were you stressed? Were you distracted? Like, kind of evaluate the situation and take a step back so you can make a game plan to try not to let it happen again in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I definitely think that that comes with with time is like, when you mess up and you're, you're obviously like, hormones and emotions are just so heightened during this, this reverse phase. And it's like, it's hard to kind of come out to that bird's eye view and be like, okay, well, why did I do this? Like, what is going on? Like, you know, whatever the situation is, like, were you quote unquote mess up? Is it like, Hey, like I overate or I didn't have my cardio or, um, you know, like I was, or it could be the opposite. And you're like, Oh, I purposely under ate because mm. I'm gaining weight or I'm doing extra cardio, um, whatever it may be, you know, it's like, why was I doing that? And yep. once you kind of dive into that, it's like, okay, like say like, Oh man, like I was doing my coach dropped my cardio to, you know, 30 minutes a day and I was still doing 55. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, why am I doing that? Oh, because I'm scared to gain weight. I don't like the way that I look. Okay. Well, like that's where we need to dive in. And that's where, you know, you need to communicate that with your coach. So then your coach can help you, you know, and support you and kind of educate mm-hmm. you, you know, um, you know, and kind of work through that. And even more so too, like Ash and I are, are really big on like, Hey, like if this is something that is very, you know, has a lot of like mental work needs to be done. We'll be, we'll push for you guys to go seek therapy, you know, and things like that. Um, so, but it starts with that communication with your coach or it's like, Hey, like, you know, I was kind of like holding off on, on work, working a lot and, um, competing was expensive. And now I'm back to like working a little bit of overtime shifts to make up for it. And I can't be in the gym or do this. So it's like, okay, like I'm failing because my workouts are too long or, um, you know, my, cardio is still, you know, I'm doing double sessions a day. Like where can we kind of clean up there? You know? And it's like one of those things that's like, Hey, reversing is so different for everybody. It's like, Hey, it doesn't have to be like every single week we're dropping 10 minutes of cardio and adding 10 grams of, um, food or carbs or whatever it is. Um, you know, it's, it's different, but you have to have that communication in order for you to be successful. So you guys can work as a team. Mm -hmm. Did you ever have an experience where you were vulnerable with a coach and they like were not receptive and they like got really fucking upset with you and like, you know, any negative experience like that? <laughs> Dude, you're asking this because you know. Um, so <laughs> yeah. So my very first reverse, my very first um prep, I this, oh my God, this is crazy. I was actually thinking about this in bed like two months ago. <laughs> I think I was maybe doing these notes and I was like, damn, I gotta bring this up. So mm-hmm. um yes. So I was actually Oh, was I in a reverse? So I did my first show. And then two weeks later, I was going to Boston to do my second show. Um, 
it was like a Jay Cutler one. Um, I competed in Florida. That's where I lived. And then we were flying to Boston a couple of weeks later. And then I was supposed to do one in, in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had two more shows planned. Um, did my first show. Great. Um, and then I actually, during peak week, I overate. Like I had like my first real binge of like peak week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh shit. So I communicate with my coach. I'm like, hey, kind of messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was working night shift. I texted them at like seven o'clock in the morning. I was like, I overate at work. They had like a potluck or a party and whatever. What did you even eat? Do you remember? Um, I had like a few Oreos, but then this girl made these. Um, she was like Hispanic. So there was like taquitos there and there was empanadas and I like fucking lost it. Like homemade, authentic. Yeah. I was like, um, get up, right. And like my calories are like pretty low. So like anything I overate, but yeah, I had like probably like eight fucking empanadas. Like it was in like 20. Okay. Minutes. So it was like a full on binge. It wasn't just oh. like you had an Oreo and you like stuffed an empanada up your coochie. Like, no, you like went, you went hard. Yeah. Because like by this time, like you know, I prepped for the holidays. So like Thanksgiving, mm. Christmas, New Year's, this was April. And every fucking time she brought these fucking homemade empanadas. And I was like, dude, like, oh, it was like dangling in front of me. It was like pure mm. torture. Right. So yeah. um, smashed them. Right. Went home, slept, told my coach. And um, it was horrible. What I got back was absolutely horrible. Um, I got curse out. Um, I was told, um, that I was fucking crazy that they have never dealt with anything like this. Um, they didn't really know how to help me. Um, I'm going to call bullshit because yeah. like, if you, nah, I'm going to call bullshit, but because I know who your coach was and you, I find it very difficult to believe that they never had an athlete binge. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they, we're referring to the fact that it was like during a peak week or that it was that it never happened at all. But mind you, this was like my first time ever working with a coach, my first prep. Um, so like that was really alarming. And like it was a voice memo sent over and it was like, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Um, I got to pull you out. We need to start reversing mm-hmm. um, now, which respectfully was good. Right. But like the I wasn't going to compete. Right. Because I just wasn't there. So, yeah, it was great was going to send me over macros, never sent them. Um, yeah. And I continued to send emails and ask what was going on and like, Hey, like, where are we at? Um, so it really put a bad taste in my mouth. And like, cause I was still trying to communicate and mm-hmm. the initial communication was extremely negative and sure. it wasn't just focused on like, okay, like you messed up or not even that, like just like the whole realm of it. It was like pretty much an attack on my character and who I was as a person. It made me feel more alone than I already did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, with that being said, like, I definitely had to like pick myself up. Like I was like, so upset. Like I cried. I'm pretty sure I cried. Well, sure. Um, And then I had like no support for my reverse and I didn't reverse properly, um, whatsoever. I gained like 30 pounds within like two months. Um, and some of that was because I was like, I started drinking alcohol again. I was already sober Mm. for eight months at that time. Um, so yeah, like that was pretty wild. That is wild. I actually think that's a really good transition to like tips to make it easier. Don't drink, right? Because you're, you're already mentally so screwed up anyway. Like that post, I almost said, uh, the post blues, that mm-hmm. depression, like your, your hormones, your neurotransmitters, all of that is just wonky as hell. Don't make it worse by drinking. Like don't, don't, don't try to soothe and self-medicate with like excess drugs or alcohol because it will make things really, really bad, bad news bears. But 
I think a, a good positive tip is like, keep your meals simple. Like mm -hmm. obviously your body is wanting the hyper palatable foods. Don't give into those cravings, right? Cause that's just going to make things that much more difficult for you. Like keep your food choices simple, keep them as whole as possible because your body is wanting like so many things, but it really is wanting, yes, it wants you to put on body fat, but it's also wanting like nutrients too, because mm -hmm. obviously when we're dieting, we're missing out on important vitamins and minerals and your body's wanting to replace that as best as possible, as well as with extra body fat. So try not to like, you know, overdo it with like macro hoarding, or if it fits your macros, like I truly believe that a whole foods meal plan approach with maybe like 10% fun foods can be a little easier to mm -hmm. digest. Um, if you are someone that like can't even handle the 10% because that'll trigger binges, like that's something that you should talk to your coach about. Um, but keep like the same routine as best as possible. Like obviously you'll be doing less cardio. You'll likely be posing less because you won't like really need to be posing as frequently. I'm not saying you shouldn't pose at all, but I am saying like you want to have a routine, but start to loosen your belt just a little bit because again, we get in this restrictive mindset and the more that you restrict that tightening of the belt can really start to play with your mind mentally and can also trigger its own binges and relapses because of like how much your brain is just wanting a little bit of freedom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. And like you said, like keeping your routine, like a lot of the things, like, especially that I've noticed is like snacking is like a habit. It becomes habit mm. me, right? And then like Ash said, like you are just so depleted. Um, your body's trying to put on body fat at a rapid rate, mm -hmm. um, as well as like trying to get those like nutrients. So it's like, oh, it's like, hey, like one day I'm just gonna have, you know, a, a Reese cup after this meal. And then it becomes like habit and your body continues to crave that. Um, but I definitely think, you know, like having the same routine and the same schedule, like if you get up and you're normally doing your cardio or you're normally going to the gym, keep that same routine because otherwise mm -hmm. you're going to fall off i did i know i understand um you know i i definitely think that like at least trying to live the same life which we know you should be doing in off season but after prep you are pretty um burnt out so um definitely keeping you know that routine is going to be key in setting you up for for success or making your your reverse a little bit easier mm -hmm. um I definitely think continuing to have, you know, date nights that are focused on, that are not food focused, um, which are things you probably have been doing in prep, but like, you know, and even when I say like date nights or just at least nights with like friends, because we know the social aspect of your life during prep definitely mm -hmm. starts to dwindle, right? Mm -hmm. um, you kind of can self-isolate. You just don't have the time, which, you know, um, is hard, but um, you don't want to be like, oh, your girlfriends or, or you know, your buddies are like, hey, let's go and, you know, again, have some drinks or, you know, go out to eat. Like now that you're not in prep, like you can do this. Like, no, like continue to maintain date nights that are like, you know, getting coffee, um, going mm -hmm. bowling, um, painting. Like we have those paint nights, um, which are really fun that I I personally like to do. That's why I put that example in there. Um, I like that paint yeah. nights. Or like um, board games, card games. Like I'm really big on that. Um, you know, I like to do or go on walks. Like walks are so good. Walks are so underrated. Like people are like, hey, what do you want to do when we hang out? Like, let's go for a walk, dude. Like, mm -hmm. Let's go in nature. Like, let's go walk around the metro parks, which is like something by me in Ohio or like trail. Like, why is that so under fucking rated? Like, why do people not want to do that when they hang out? But I think that's a big key there too, is yeah. like not being like, okay, I'm done with prep. Like, let's go and get ice cream every week or let's go and do big burgers or let's go and mm -hmm. do, I don't know, wine tasting, beer tasting, whatever it may be. Um, when Eric and I were first dating, one of our like 
favorite dates would be to go to like a Barnes and Nobles and have a coffee date, but to also like, like go in the travel section of books and just kind of like daydream and be like, oh, that'd be so fun if we went to like this country or that country and like, oh, we could do these things here. But like literally just like dreaming or pre-planning like an actual trip, like those were some of the most fun dates and like they were less than 10 bucks, right? Because yeah, we had coffee or whatever, but we just like had really nice conversations too. Oh my God. I love that. So now I'm going to, now I'm going to tell you guys what Alex and I, um, <laughs> dude, this is so funny. So we would like walk to this park, um, by his house before, um, he moved in with me. Mm -hmm. We'd be like, all right, like, let's go do gymnastics. And there was like these beams, like that were like, not even actual like gymnastic beams. They were just like yeah. big steps. And I would literally perform like a gymnastics routine. And let me tell you guys, like, I don't do gymnastics. I done gymnastics when I was like five, but I would like try and like balance on this beam and do like the splits and do like a cartwheel and shit. Like, and that was like, our date was just kind of like goofing off and like being active and like, just, and like, you can like take videos of me and be like, oh, do you remember your gymnastics routine? Like there's one of me when we went on vacation to Lake Tahoe in California. He's like, do you remember your gymnastics routine in Lake Tahoe? I was like, no, I don't. But he's like, oh, no, I have it recorded. I was like, sweet, embarrassing. <laughs> I love like, that though. Stuff like that, guys, like get creative. Like, you know, like a lot of these things too is kind of like, I think back to like, what did a lot of people do during COVID? Like when we mm. didn't have a lot of things open and like, what were you doing? Like we played a lot of board games. We played a lot of card games. Like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like we would color, like I have a coloring book and we would color and we would post it on social media. And we'd ask like, what coloring do you think is better? Like A or B and people had people vote like just to see who was like mine, mine always won. I don't care what everyone else said, but mine always won, yeah. you know? But yeah, like things like that guys, like you don't have to go out and eat and drink, especially when you're in a, a such a sensitive state for your body you know like mm -hmm. we said like, you don't want to be putting on you don't even want to like in my opinion like <sighs> this could be mentally hard but in my opinion like you don't even want to put yourself in a situation where you're you're going to like risk it or you're going to be and like yeah. another thing too like for me personally i've noticed that like if i was in that situation like i can't enjoy my company i am just focused on the food the menu mm -hmm. like what is there what is everyone else eating how does that taste should i do it should i not do it so the whole time i'm just like having this whole like bartering conversation in my head mm -hmm. and i can't enjoy who i'm with and the people i'm with and the, like the time i'm trying to spend with them mm -hmm. i think that also is a good tip to communicate like your stressors like what is stressing you out when it comes to your verse? Is it seeing the scale go up? Is it seeing like, you know, cause it clothes fitting differently. Like, mm -hmm. is it being on a strict meal plan? Is it having too much flexibility with macros? Like are your workouts just like not it for you right now? Like some people like they can get back into the gym post show. No problem. Easy breezy. They're like, hell yeah. Like it's growing season, bitch. Um, others, they need like a full week, sometimes even two weeks off of just like mm -hmm being out of the gym, not doing cardio, like just like trying to like do an extreme deload almost. Um, another like thing is like when it comes to that, that post show is like, you are going to be battling like some very serious body dysmorphia, because again, like you've been trying to get ADBD for so long, like the past 20 to 30 weeks in some cases. And now it's like, you're trying to do the exact opposite. So like, you know, this is a time when like, we need to get out of the routine of like doing ab checks and body checks and, oh, you know, yeah. yeah, like putting the mirrors away, like stop, like trying to see if you have a flat tummy by like 4 p.m. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it's so easy to have like that flat stomach when you're eating next to nothing in prep versus like reversing and having like 
not like actual food babies, but having still food in your stomach, that's going to expand your waistline. Like it's just the self-talk and what you were saying to yourself, like we need to detrain these habits and then also like get into better ones. So like I said, like not wasting time and energy doing body checks, but doing something a bit more pleasurable instead. Yeah. Um, one thing I was going to say that reminded me is like, if you're someone who wears a waist trainer, which I know you do, and I do only during prep, um, for me, I got to put it away right away. Mm -hmm. Just, I just do more vacuums. Um, because like the minute that like you spend the whole time, like going down a notch, going down Mm -hmm. and then like the minute that, that notch goes backwards, or even like I'll stop kind of wearing my weight belt too at certain times, mm-hmm. uh, or at least I won't check. I'll put it underneath my hoodie um, or underneath my shirt. So it's like skin to skin and then my shirt will lay over it. So I can't see like what hole I'm at because those are things for my waist that really, really upset me. So like those are some, a few other tips that I think, are, like you said, like the body checks and like things like that. Cause we know the body is going to obviously go in the opposite direction. The waist is going to get bigger. We're going to put on fat. We're going to put on muscle as well. Um, mm-hmm. But with those little things, like they can really, really kind of offset you. So I think, yeah, like using your time and energy elsewhere, just like these little tricks of like, Hey, like, Hey, my waist trainer's got to go because I know it's triggering for me and I don't need to spend the whole day or time or energy or focusing on how like, Oh, I went up a notch or whatever. I'm actually really glad you said that because I'm experiencing that right now where like I was still in my extra, extra small waist trainer. And like the last, like four or five days, I noticed that like the, the, the last notch. So like the idiot bittiest notch on my double XL is starting to feel kind of uncomfortable and tight. And I'm like, was like, wow, you first, it was like, oh, you're a bad athlete. You're gaining weight. And it's like, no, you're not a bad athlete. You're gaining weight because you're supposed to be gaining weight because you're supposed to be gaining muscle. And with that an increase in food volume, increase in fat. So what I've done is I've actually pulled out my bigger waist trainers and I'm now in the process of using like the less connectors, like not like squeezing me as tight as possible, but like actually being okay with opening up a notch because Mm -hmm. I want to still stay disciplined and keeping my waist as tight as possible while keeping my core braced during like lifts, during my cardio, during when I'm just fucking around, because like, I need to tell myself that it's not the waist trainer's fault. It's my mentality. It's what I'm saying about myself that, oh, I'm a piece of shit for gaining fat. It's like, no, no, no you are doing a good job, bitch. You mm-hmm. do a good job because you were listening to what your coach is saying. You are eating more food. You are training hard. You are putting on muscle mass. So it has nothing to do with me being a bad athlete. I'm actually a great athlete. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So with that, I also need to literally open my waist trainer a little bit more to make room for my growing body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, you know, we, we still struggle with these things as coaches, guys, like yeah. we, we are human, like we're athletes too. So like, that's why we think it's important to to mm-hmm. talk about these things. Like you said, like, it's hard to kind of be like, it took me a while, actually, like it's, it's hard, but like, it took me a while to get to the point where I'm just like, okay, um, I have, you know, trust in my coach to be like, Hey, you know, you take care of this. Like, this is your issue. Like, this is not mine. Like if you, if I check in and you're just like, and I'm checking all my boxes and you're like, great, we look good. I'm happy where we're at. Okay, fine. Perfect. Like if you think the scale's in a good spot, if you think my photos look good, all right, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. And it takes some time to, to really get to that point. Um, not saying that it's, it's, it's hard or isn't hard, but it's definitely reassuring if you're just mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm following my plan. Mm-hmm. One foot or the other coach is happy. I need to be happy too. Then you know what I'm saying? And like, like you said, like, what's the context? Like, it's like, Hey, you're reversing right now. You know, you're 
in a growth phase, you're building. So it's like these things are naturally going to happen, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but it'd be weird if they weren't. If you were still staying really small, you wouldn't be growing, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like that that quote, like if coach is happy, I should be happy. Like I have a an issue with that partly. So hear me out. It's not that you shouldn't be happy if your coach is happy. Because obviously, again, you are, you are paying to play, right? Like you, you should be following your plan that you are paying for. But you should be happy regardless if your coach is happy. Because in my opinion, you shouldn't be bodybuilding for your coach. You yeah. should be bodybuilding for you. And that's just like the, the little caveat I want to explain. And the reason is because I learned this the hard way. Like I wanted so badly for my fucking coaches to say good job at a girl Ash, you're crushing it. Like to give me that, that external validation. validation. Yeah. I, I searched for, it, I craved for it. And when I never got it, it fueled and perpetuated this like self negativity of you're never good enough. You, you mm -hmm. suck. You're falling short. Why am I not good enough? Why am I not getting out of girls? Why am I not getting reposted on social media? That fucked with me so hard mentally. And so when I got, um, Austin, I was like, I can't go up chasing his approval. And I have it. And I don't think he's ever said good job once. Mm. And I don't fucking need it because I know I'm doing a good job. And that took me, what, five years to finally accept the fact that, like, I am doing this for me. I am proud of myself or I'm not proud of myself because of the actions I have taken. And that's something that was huge for my growth as an athlete is to not bodybuild for anyone or anything except for myself. Because when you are able to give yourself the girl. That means so much more because you know it's genuine. You know, it's not one of those fake things where you like look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I am beautiful. I am strong. Like if you need to do that, fine. But in my opinion, if you know in your heart you're beautiful and you're strong, you don't need to say it in a mirror because you know it in your fucking soul. So like mm -hmm. that for me was just huge, a huge lesson learned. Yeah, that's awesome. It's like great that you were able to do that for yourself because it's hard. It's hard when... We live in a society of of seeking so much external validation. And for me personally, when I say like, oh yeah, like my coach is going to worry about it. If they're happy, they're happy. Like for me, it takes the worry out of it. Like I don't care. Like I don't care for validation. Like if you were to tell me like, you know, hey, you look so fantastic and stuff like that. Like I'm not going to ride on that because like you said, like you have to find it within yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that's like, it, it's a, it's a two-way street. It goes back and forth, um, like you said. But like for me, Personally, I'm like, okay, you can you can worry about that because I'm not going to. And that's what I mean when I say, oh, like if you're happy about that kind of stuff. Um, but like you said, like, yeah, like seeking that external validation. Cause I've even had it as a coach too, and people would be like, Hey, like, what do you think of my pictures? Like, you didn't say anything about them this week. And I'm just like, not going to, because I'm not gonna feed into that, right? I'm not, I always am like, what do you think about your pictures? Which is like, you know, kind of like a uh, a way to get like, Hey, like, how are you feeling? Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you seeking my ex? Like, let's start with like, what do you think? You know, because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I've seen that so much where people, like they say, like rely on their values mm -hmm. based on somebody else. Um, and that's obviously unhealthy. Um, but I guess like you could say that's like one of the biggest lessons, like we've learned like during mm -hmm. our reverse and, and, and things like that. Um, when it comes to, you know, putting on the body fat and it's kind of, you know, becoming a better athlete. Um, I think another lesson that I've learned, um, <laughs> with how to be successful with reverse dieting or just in general, obviously it's like staying with your coach or hiring a coach or, or in your a case, getting a new one. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not what I did. That's not what I did. I waited, um, all the way until December to get another coach. Yeah. Stop. Wait, when was your show set for? It was April. Ash, 
stop. Yes, so April, I, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. So nine months. Yep. I went like fucking rogue. I went ghost. I hated the bodybuilding community. Um, I felt so disgusted. Um, like I said, I started drinking. I think I started smoking cigarettes again too during that time when I was drinking. Yeah. And so you oh, like I, literally I, just like broke. Spiraled. But my personal life was kind of out of control. Mm. Um, which I think this is like another lesson I want to talk about. It's like, don't make a lot of changes in your personal life. I moved from Florida to Ohio um, two weeks after um, that conversation with my old coach happened. Um, so I, I, you know, I didn't have a job coming up here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like moved back in with my parents. So like I had like a bunch of stuff going on. Um, but yeah, so um, I waited a really long time to get a coach. Um, a lot of things happened, you know, with my body comp, with my mental health. Um, I was not um, hormonally. I was really messed up, too. Um, I didn't end up getting a cycle for 15 months. Damn. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, I had. Um, what was it? Yeah. So I think um, it was probably like. Yeah, almost like eight months of working with that new coach is like when I got my cycle back. Um, so it was it was it was quite some time because I hormonally wrecked myself. So the biggest thing I can say is like either stay with your coach. If you and your coach clash heads or you're just not vibing, hire a new one. Um, or if you just did your prep on your own, hire a coach for your reverse at least at the very bare minimum because mm-hmm. not only you know, on the the physical aspect of like physiologically of everything happening in your body, but like you're also going to need that mental support. Yeah. Um, 100%. Mm-hmm. No, great. I think like if you have a good coach that gives a fart about you, stay with them, like mm-hmm. stay with them, even when you fuck up, even when you struggle, because like your coach has been there and just even having someone that one has been in the trenches with you, that is still in the trenches with you, but is able to just like be a friend too. Like I know there's probably like some like debate of, oh, coaches aren't friends, but like you need to wear different hats as a coach. Like, like I'm not saying you should like be best friends and therefore you shouldn't push your athlete to be better, but you need to have that relatability and that empathy when it comes to like, hey, reversing is hard. Like I've screwed up too. This is how I screwed up, but this is also how I overcame it because mm-hmm. you like telling them how you got over it, like is so empowering because it's like, well, shit, if my coach can do it, so can I. Because like as much as your coach is like smart and well-educated and maybe a bit more experienced, at the end of the day, guys, like we all like put one shoe on the same way. We all pull up our pants the same way. Like we're fucking human beings and like no one is better than the other person. So it's like if one human being can do it, so can another human being. So that's something where it's like stay with your coach, be honest. Um, Some more practical advice, don't Hoard cookies, brownies, fucking, I don't know, frozen pizzas. I don't know. Like, like I, I shop at Costco, right? I love Costco. Costco is the beast fucking knees. I am not about to go down the frozen fucking pizza aisle because you can get four Costco frozen pizzas for like a really great freaking deal. Like, I'm not going to be stocking up on that shit. Like, don't do that to yourself. Like, if you have like quote unquote trigger foods, don't buy them. Don't buy them out of sight, out of mind. Um, don't get rid of your big girl clothes and like, don't think of them as your fat girl clothes. Like they're not fat girl clothes. They're healthy clothes because prep is not healthy. You shouldn't look like a fucking praying mantis year round. You should look like, you know, another bigger insect that I fucking can't think of right now, but you know what I'm saying? You shouldn't look like a walking stick. Right. Like you just should not be doing that. So put away your prep clothes. Like we have winter clothes. We have summer clothes. You don't wear your winter clothes in the summer. You don't wear your summer clothes in the winter. Just put them away. Put them away until next time, right? Um, 
I think it's really important to not delete your photos. Do not delete your photos. Please don't do that. But put them in a separate folder. Like put them in a prep folder so that way you're not scrolling through your phone or scrolling through IG constantly being like, oh my God, I'm so fat. I miss being skinny. Like you miss the look. You don't miss the feeling because oh. you can't tell me that sitting down on your fucking bloody ass tailbone because you have no ass fat feels good. You can't tell me it's fun to feel cold all the time. You can't tell me that you don't want to be riding dick instead of thinking of a hot dog that you want to eat. Like, don't lie to me. Because I have lied to myself and it is not fun. I'm cracking Ashley up over here. But like, Dude. it's so fucking true. I'm just laughing because it's like so relatable. Like I think about this time, last time I prepped, it was in summer and it was in July and we went on a family vacation and there was like a pool. I was wearing a fucking wetsuit. I couldn't even wear a bathing suit because I was so cold. Middle of July, it was yeah. like 90. The pool was heated. I had a fucking wetsuit on that you wear in the ocean, dude. Like, because I was that cold. Dude, I had a bloody tailbone. Like literally, I, Eric and I love taking baths together and not like in a sexual way where it's like we want to like, because one, like shower sex is not fun. Like, I don't know what the fuck or how the fuck you do it. It is not fun. It is not fun for me. So we take baths together and just talk about our days or just fucking sit in silence in like human soup. It feels so good, right? It got to the point where I had to stop. I had to stop taking baths with my husband, which is one of my favorite ways to de-stress because of how bloody my tailbone would get. Because you were so fucking thin, right? Like so thin, it just, it rodes through your skin. And like, that's not fun. So like, yeah, I get like, it's fun to be stage lean where you're doing a competition and you have like the tan, the hair, the whatever. But you can't tell me that outside of that show day or outside of that like one hour where you're like doing the actual competition, that it's so worth being like a praying mantis walking sick. Because no, it's not. No, it's fucking not. Mm-mm. No. And like for me, and I'm sure you're like the same way, I I like the grind. Like I like how hard it is. Like I don't like I mean, obviously, like, you know, essentially I care what I look like because that's what we get judged on. But like I just like how fucking hard it is. And that's why, like, you know, I think it, it's fun to me in a way. But like I don't want to be that all year fucking round. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't want to be that lean because it's it's just not fun. It really is not. I mean, like, yeah, it's cool. Like to look at the pictures and to get on stage and all that stuff. But like to live that for like day in, day out for years, I don't know how people fucking do that. I don't, I think about like, because that's all they are. Oh, no, no, thank you. No fucking thank you. Like, I think like right now, like how I'm sitting, I, I, when I was like, not that I sat a lot at work when I was like nursing, but like sometimes we'd sit down and, and have time to chart and I would never people be do on a chair. I'm like, no, because it fucking hurts. One, my tailbone hurts. I'm not sitting down. Two, I'm fucking sore as shit. I don't even know how quick I can get back up if I got to go run into a patient's mm -hmm. room. So no, I'm not sitting. And like, who wants to go all day without sitting because it fucking hurts? Yeah. Right. And your feet hurt too. Your feet hurt because you have no feet fat. Your what feet about, hurt. Oh my God. What about, this was a huge one for me. So I'm a side sleeper. My knees. Oh, I hated Ooh. when my knees were like clacking against each other oh my god mm -hmm. oh fuck yeah i know and that was like uncomfortable to sleep or like since i sleep on my side my hip bones yeah hip your hips would hurt mm -hmm. yep yeah, yeah. no for like, sure for sure so yeah so it's definitely some important lessons we've learned like don't get rid of your big girl clothes those are your healthy girl clothes stay with your coach stop body checking there are definitely some other things that like i think are helpful when it comes to reversing in terms of like the mental strategy like mm -hmm. 
you know, this is a, comp- I, I, I'm obsessed with competitive eating. Like this is not something where it's like I watch when I'm dieting, I watch competitive eaters year round because I think it's another extreme sport that I, it's just impressive as fuck to me. Okay, weird. But, but something that can be very, very helpful is like kind of playing mind games with your food. So like, you know how we have prep spoons because they're little itty bitty spoons, mm. like kind of do that during your reverse too. Like if you need to like play That's mind good, games yeah. like use smaller food vessels food containers i prefer food vessels because that's fun use smaller food vessels and food food utensils because like yeah. it can kind of trick your mind into think you're eating more and then like as you get more food like you can kind of graduate into bigger containers because that can help immensely too because your brain is in the starvation state so like it's going to want you to eat but if you see like a small bowl filled to the brim you're going to be like oh hell yeah i'm eating good tonight ma Versus like you get your, you know, your family size bowl out with your little like chicken broccoli and you're like, damn, that's all I get chief. Like that sucks, you know? Right. Like three pieces of broccoli and you're like, what What is that? What is that? But no, yeah, that's a really good tip. I really do like that. Cause yeah, I use like the baby spoons or whatever they are. Like I use chopsticks, dude, full transparency chopsticks. Really? I can't, I don't know how to use them. So, um, Oh, I don't either. That's why it takes me forever to eat and prep because like I'm going slow. (laughs) It's fucking hilarious. I actually have like chopsticks that are like Americanized and I bring them to the um, sushi place that Alex and I always go to. And it's like, they're like, oh, you bring your own chopsticks. I'm like, yeah, because I'm a dumbass and can't figure out how to use yours. It's like when um white kids use the corn, corn sticks. Oh. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh. The corn cob. Yes. <laughs> use those. That's like the honky version of <laughs> corn <laughs> chopsticks. I know. And it's like fucking hilarious because like Alex lived in Korea for a year. And so he can like use chopsticks like so easy. He's like trying to explain them to me. And like, I just like don't have like the hand dexterity to do it. And I'm just yeah. like, this. I'd like, I'm like, I'm just going to eat the sushi with my fucking hands. I don't even care. <laughs> She's like, I'm just going to raw dog it. <laughs> yep. Pretty much. Welcome to my life. I'm like a mess to go out. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, to wrap it up, to sum it up, like there, there are a bunch of things that, that you can do and kind of put in place to be successful when it comes to reverse dieting, how to, you know, have a good one. Like Ash and I, you know, we, um, you know, I wasn't successful one time second time I was, but, um, I learned from my mistakes essentially. And that's, that's why, you know, we wanted to to give you guys this information. And, and the biggest thing that if you take only one thing away from this is, is to communicate with your coach. Like if you do mess up and messing up can happen, right. Whatever that looks like, you know, and it, it may even be like, quote unquote, messing up is as like, I just have a different mindset about my body. And, you know, like that's, that's just, you know, opposite of what we want. Right. So, um, you know, the biggest thing is always going to be keep that line of communication open, be honest. Um, because if you're not like, we can't help you. Right. And another thing too, is like, we never want to like speculate if something is wrong or something is off. Um, you know, cause we don't you know, obviously want to write a novel that isn't true, but, um, we, we can't help you if we don't know what's going on. Right. And that's, that's, that's why we got into this to, to help you, to get you to your goals, to, to make sure you're healthy and happy, you know, in the grand scheme of things. So having a plan set up in advance is like, Hey, you know, like following these tips, doing these things, but all in all is, is having that communication and figuring out like what is going to work for you. And it takes time. Um, each reverse, it gets easier. You know, Ash has been dieting and growing and for the last five years. And I'm sure each time she does it, it gets a little bit easier. She learns a little bit more. Um, you know, she's a little bit more successful, whatever that may look like mm-hmm. um, each and every single time. So it does take time, but like, you have to be open, you have to be honest. Um, and you sometimes just have to put things in place, like not buying, you know, all these foods, not walking down the freezer section, um, you know, just being open to, to welcoming change in your life mm-hmm. because this is just another big change is what it is. 
Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing that's helped me each time is we talk about like, don't do this. Don't fuck up that. Like a, it's a bunch of don'ts. Right. Mm -hmm. But what about do it's like, be open, be mm -hmm. honest, but also be kind to yourself when whoopsie daisies happen, but also invest in yourself during this time too, because motivation is pretty high because you're like in a routine, you're in a regimen, use that motivation to like expand yourself. Like maybe take some classes, try something new. For me, like I am a big believer that if you accomplish something really, really cool, don't fucking celebrate with food. Like you're not a dog for crying out loud. You don't need a Scooby snack, but why not like reward yourself with like a spa day, like reward your body for hard work, go get your nails done, go get eyelashes done, like do mm -hmm. something you wouldn't normally do for yourself. Go do that. Go do something nice for yourself because like reversing is hard no matter what, no matter what stage of life you're in, no matter how experienced you are. So it's like do something nice for your mental self, do something nice for your physical self, because at the end of the day, like, you know, if it's always negative, it's always negative. But if you start to kind of break the cycle of negativity, it can really help you to grow as a person. But that's all I have for you guys. I hope you guys have a great, safe week. Until next time. Peace. Adios.